This is Own Your Retirement with Albert Lalonde from Kaizen Financial Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Albert Lalonde provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful strategies to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Own Your Retirement with Albert Lalonde. Hello, and welcome back to Own Your Retirement. My name is Albert Lalonde from Kaizen Financial Group. If you'd like more information about what you hear during our show today, just give us a call at 586-752-7008. Or you can also visit us online at www.kaizenfinancialgroup.com. And while at my website, click on the radio page to check out our past shows and to subscribe to our program on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Now, I have to say that right now, I'm feeling pretty optimistic about things. Summer is just about here. Life seems to be returning a little closer to normal every day. And the economy seems to be holding steady. So my optimism about our current state of affairs has me thinking about some of the fun things I'm looking forward to doing in the coming months. Ball games, backyard barbecues, community festivals, and even weekend getaways. But I have a question for you. What do all those things have in common? They cost money. (laughs) And if you aren't careful, some of them can end up costing a whole bunch of money. So on today's show, we're going to discuss how you can have a lot of fun in the coming months while sticking to the kind of budget that keeps you on track to the kind of retirement you really want. But before we talk about having some fun while also keeping your wallet happy, let me introduce my co-host and fellow budget enthusiast, Tony Shore. <laughs> how you doing, Tony? Well, I, I wouldn't say budget enthusiast, so to speak. We'll see how, we'll see what I how I feel about that after the show, but I do like your optimism uh, about, uh, you know, uh, summer, uh, people getting out and being able to get together a little more as people get vaccinated and uh, hopefully COVID uh, stays under control or gets under control. I think that's important. But yeah, yes. I, I feel optimistic and I'm optimistic about even a show on budgets. People don't like the B word. You know that. <laughs> it's a dirty word, the B word budget. Yes, it is. Uh, maybe maybe they could think of it as a spending plan rather than, <laughs> rather there you go. than a budget. Sounds like a great word yeah. there. Yeah, spending. Yeah. So I like spending <laughs> rather than budget. People seem to... <laughs> Seem to like that. Well, I've been great. How have you been, Albert? Oh, I've been wonderful. Weather's getting nice. Was out in the boat over the weekend for the first nice. time in the year, so that was nice. And then, what about you? Weekend was good with you? Oh, yeah. I kept busy. I had a lot to do. I had to go down and help my mom and dad. My dad fell and broke a couple of ribs, and my mom has Ooh. Parkinson's, so they're not, they weren't getting around too well. So I, I went down there and uh, helped them a little bit. They live about three and a half hours uh, southwest oh, wow. um, uh, of us. So, uh, yeah, helped them out. But that was good. Good to see them. And they're they're doing well, uh, all things considered. Well, and uh, then got some things done with my wife and kids here on the home front on Sunday. So uh, and, and then this week's been busy with work. 
Uh, it's been a good one though. And today's topic though, let's, let's talk about this. I mean, you know, uh, the only thing I love more than catching a concert or going on a road trip is uh, doing it in a way that doesn't break the bank. I know we're talking about right. saving money and looking at how we budget for these things. And I, I've learned Albert that with a modest amount of planning, you really can do a lot of the things you love to without torpedoing your financial strategy. Yeah, you're definitely right, uh, Tony. In fact, uh, during our first segment here, uh, in fact, we'll use a, a nicely done article uh, that was uh, written by Smart Asset, and the title is 12 Affordable Ways to Have Fun on a Tight Budget. This is going to fuel our conversation. Um, in fact, the article first suggests finding local events to enjoy. Now, I know in my area we have tons of these, but community festivals, concerts in the park, yeah. even sporting events. Uh, the summer months are absolutely the prime time of the year for all of these activities. And the best part, many of them are either free or they have a very low admission price. Yeah, that's a really good uh, that's a really good example and I, on a lot of previous shows, we've talked about how important it is to avoid social isolation. And to that end, you got to get out and support the community. So that's a great way to do it. And, you know, local public events, which are often uh, run by volunteers, that's a great way to support your community, maybe volunteer. And then if there is any cost, you don't even have to pay that. Uh, and you get to get out of the house and have a good time. And I think we're going to start seeing more and more of those things happening again. I, I agree with you, Tony. I mean, that's an excellent point. Uh, we need to get back out there just to, again, uh, get ourselves back, at least psychologically, out into the norm and, again, helping out those local merchants. Um, for many of us, uh, going out to restaurants, in fact, is another way to uh, enjoy the more relaxing summer months, especially when you consider uh, how many restaurants have great outdoor seating areas. And I'll tell you what, if before COVID, uh, you know, you'd be surprised on how few outdoor seating areas are available. And now after COVID, I mean, almost, I would say 90% of restaurants have now created an outdoor uh, venue. Yep. And, you know, let's just face it, a couple of sandwiches, a dessert, and a few drinks, they aren't cheap. No. But here's where a little internet research can really come in handy. Uh, you may be able to find coupons as well as determine which local restaurants have specials on any given night. For example, some restaurants have all-you-can-eat Friday night fish fries. Well, and if you have kids or grandkids, check out kidsmealdeals.com. Again, that's kidsmealdeals.com. That site can help you find places where kids eat free or for a significant discount. Wow. And you'd be surprised at how quickly kid-friendly discounts can add up yeah. To me. yeah and these are just fun little ways to save some money and and be able to do more and i i definitely do keep an eye out for restaurants that have specials like midweek specials uh, designed to get people to come in on what typically are quieter nights of the week you know monday tuesday wednesday so what do you have for us next well, you know, I'm a big fan of movies. And so the article's advice to seek out low-cost movies is right up my alley. In fact, many communities have movies in the park each week during the summer. Generally, there's no admission. You just uh, bring a lawn chair or a blanket and enjoy a movie under the stars. Um, in fact, there's often a concession stand as well, so you even have a bag of warm popcorn. You know, that's important. Oh, yeah. Um, and also... It, 
if you're a frequent moviegoer, don't discount the importance of matinees. I mean, the price difference between matinees and nighttime shows is another thing that can really add up quickly. Yeah, it's it's a, it's huge, and a lot of theaters have like uh, really cheap Tuesdays where you get uh, cheap popcorn and tickets on Tuesdays because that's their slowest night of the week. So as theaters mm-hmm. open up, that's another thing to keep in mind. But uh, our community where I live, we do have the movie in the park. And uh, mm-hmm. my kids are a little older now, but man, they used to love that. And that was a great way to entertain them uh, cheaply and to, to get out. And, you know, uh, theater chains also have those reward programs uh, that uh, allow you to accumulate points to get free uh, popcorn and things at the concession stand, which at a theater, that's what really adds up. It really does. You're absolutely right. Um, but, you know, it's what's nice, too, on all that is that, Again, you said you used to do it with your kids. Your kids are older. You can just do it by, with you, you and your wife now. Um, and it's still very cost effective in that. Now, for those who enjoy arts and culture like I do, there are also plenty of great ways to have fun enjoying those things while also sticking to, as Tony says, your spending plan. <laughs> uh, check out the local paper or even its website to look at what museums or concert halls, conservatories, theaters, and even art centers are currently offering. In fact, many have days when seniors and kids are free as well or discounted. Um, some even have occasional days when admission is free for everyone. Wow. Yeah, that's neat. Yeah, and that's that's really good to know. I mean, anything you pay to art venues, even if you're there at a discounted rate, it will support the kinds of attractions that make communities stronger and more enjoyable, I think. Oh, I totally agree with you. Um, you know, we still have to remember our culture and our history, regardless of, uh, you know, everything else we hear. So let's get back to another way is organizing backyard events to have summer fun without spending too much money. Um, Love always a big barbecue, but invite the neighbors over for maybe a flag football tournament. Or how about hosting your co-workers for a cornhole tournament? Uh, You can even throw some hot dogs and brats on the grill without spending a ton of money, Tony. Well, yeah, there you go. And I think. Uh, You know, this has been a a great show so far, and I would urge our listeners uh, to give you a call if they want to put together their own spending plan. What's that phone number, Albert? Yeah, that phone number is 586-752-7008. And, you know, we can discuss how uh, my team might be able to answer your questions and also address the concerns about your path to retirement. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, You know, we're talking about ways you can bring fun and adventure to your life without destroying your budget. And I think this has been a really fun and timely show so far today. What do you have for us next? Uh, Basically, uh, what I say is when I talk to uh, my clients, uh, what's really important to them, especially in retirement, travel is often the first thing they'll tell me. And, and with good reason, too. I mean, we live in a great, big, fascinating world. And thanks to air travel, even uh, far-flung parts of the world are more reachable than they've ever been. Uh, so for the rest of today's show, we're going to talk specifically about travel and how you can explore your region and the world both this summer and for years to come without staying outside of your financial strategy. Now, I thought this would be an intriguing and useful topic for our listeners after reading an article from Budget Travel. And the article title was the 
25 absolute loop best money saving uh, tips ever. Now, the first topic of the article addresses finding a reasonably priced hotel room. That's a big one. Now, the trick is to not snap up the first reasonably priced room you come across during your research. Well, yeah. Now, wait a minute. Isn't that a little uh, counterintuitive? I mean, hotel rooms are usually expensive, especially if you want something on the nicer side. So why not snatch up the right room at a price you're comfortable with right away, right? Oh, that's a fair question, Tony. It really is. Um, But the answer comes down to one word, location. See, let's say you're going to Washington, D.C., for example, for a few days of sightseeing and uh, you find this great room at an even greater price, 50 miles outside of the city. Now, you know all the things you want to see and do, and all of a sudden you find out it's right in the heart of the D.C., easily accessible on foot and via very short and easy trips on the metro. But if you're 50 miles outside of the city, city, sorry, suddenly you have to figure out how to get into the city. Do you rent a car and drive all the way in? Do you take Ubers from your hotel to the nearest metro station? If you only have a few days to explore a history-rich city like D.C., Tony, do you want to lose two or three hours every day getting in and out of the city? You know, you should certainly open your laptop a little further and get to work finding the room you want at a budget-friendly price. But at the same time, you should also factor location into your equation. Yeah. Yeah, location does. I guess I see your point there. Location makes a huge difference, and that's a good perspective. Now, because, you know, rental car fees and Uber rides can add up quickly and end up making what you're saving on a room a wash. Oh, for sure. That's definitely the case. I know I've done it in the past and think, oh, I'll just take Uber, be simpler. And next thing you know, two, three trips in one day, that all adds up. So now the next thing that uh, we're going to talk about is to not get too caught up in the idea that there's a best day to buy your airline airplane tickets. Uh, the common rule of thumb is that you should buy your tickets about two months before you intended your intended departure date, in fact. And while that's often a good bet, it's not always the way to go. See, airlines often adjust their rates with little notice due to a litany of factors, some of which are obvious and obviously some of which are obscure. If you're a frequent traveler, keep a regular eye on rates. For example, if you think you may go to Paris in a year or two, check out the rates every day to get a sense of what's the average. Also, follow the major airlines on social media, sign up for the rewards clubs, and also subscribe to their newsletter so that you get first crack at special offers. Wow. And for me, buying my airplane tickets is a relief because I've gotten a big part of the trip planned and locked in then. I mean, once you have those bought, uh, that is a relief and you want to get deals if you can. Oh, for sure. Um, and obviously, you know, the earlier, the better is always oh, yeah. the case there. And that now, if you're going to be using a rental car, let's say, though, on your trip, Tony, you should also consider, however, booking the smallest car available with a pickup time that's also as early as possible. 
the article explains that it's generally the early arrivers who get the free upgrades. And if you arrive early, it's likely many previously rented cars won't have been returned yet, which means if the compact you've selected isn't available, you're likely going to get an upgrade into a bigger car at the same price because rental companies are obligated to supply you with the vehicle at the price that you agreed to, Tony. Ah, that's a good one. I never thought of that one before. I, I like that. And uh, my family, we're going to take a vacation this summer, so I'm going to remember that. Um, you know, and you gave a great ba- uh, breakdown of when to book airline tickets, but do some of those same principles apply to booking a cruise maybe? You know what? They, they, they apply to a certain degree, Tony. Uh, with the cruise, your best play is book very early or very late. Now, let, let me explain. If you book a cruise six months to a year before you depart, there will likely be uh, numerous rooms available with little demand, which means good prices. As the departure date draws closer, more people begin to book, thus driving up the prices. However, if you look shortly before the departure date, you may find a room at a truly great rate as the cruise company begins applying steep discounts in an effort to make sure they fill whatever rooms they have left after demand has flatlined. Yeah, I have friends. Uh, I know a couple um, that really love cruises. Some pe- they're, they, they're for some people. They're not for others. Uh, but they find the best deal. I mean, they've gone on some amazing cruises for super cheap and they have a way of doing it i mean you can look for ads and you have to be able to do it last minute though as long as you you can do it spontaneously you can get amazing deals on cruises if you like that sort of thing cruises aren't for me personally my wife and i aren't big on them but but uh, Mm -hmm. some people love them and i know you can still get amazing deals especially now as covid lifts I think, you know, the cruise lines are going to really be offering some amazing deals to get people uh, get it going again. Um, So you can look for that. Now, let's keep the show going. What do you have next for us? Well, you know, and and I agree with you 100 percent there. I think right now with a lot of the uh, cruise uh, companies, they're really needing to, uh, you know, get themselves back to the norm. And I would suspect that there's going to be a lot of deep discounts for people right away and that so take advantage of it now um as far as uh an extra little tip how about this one if you're booking an all-inclusive resort be aware of hidden resort fees things like towels at the pool wi-fi newspapers and and more that you thought were part of that all-inclusive price that may in fact show up as extra charges on your bill so before you book make sure you understand what's exactly included under all that inclusive label right yeah there you go and i think that's really important to understand and you know we've been embracing the fact that summer is nearly here and with it we're bringing new options for outdoor fun but uh, fun comes with expenses so i love it albert you've been highlighting ways we can really enjoy life while sticking to a good financial strategy a good spending plan and keep your retirement on track how do you want to keep this going? What else do you have for us? Well, I mean, the next great piece of advice from Budget Travel uh, in their article, the 25 absolute best money saving travel tips ever, is to strongly consider vacation home rentals. I mean, if a week at an oceanfront house is $1,400, that's not exactly budget traveling, right? I mean, that's $200 a night. 
But dig a little deeper. What if it's you and your spouse and some of your kids and grandkids for a total of 10 people? Suddenly, that $1,400 price tag isn't so out of whack, especially when you compare it to what a week's worth of hotel rooms would cost for 10 people. And when you throw in the fact that a vacation home almost certainly has a full kitchen, which also means fewer trips to restaurants, and all of a sudden, well, that initial sticker shock isn't so shocking. Wow. Yeah, that's a good point right there, too. I think that's great. So, um, you know, my biggest takeaway is when it comes to budget-friendly traveling, it's not to skip the details because, as you just explained, a price tag may actually come with a fair bit of nuance, right? Oh, yeah, I couldn't agree with you more, Tony. Um, in fact, earlier in the show, we used the example of traveling to Washington, D.C., and referenced using that city's very user-friendly metro train system. Now, I'm a huge proponent of taking advantage of mass transit when you're traveling because the savings are, are so considerable. Um, again, using this Washington, D.C. as an example, you can currently buy an unlimited seven-day metro pass for $58. And if all of your metro trips will be to and from the sites in the heart of the city, you can also buy a seven-day short trip metro pass for only $38. Now, clearly, there's no way you could get the same number of trips with a rental car, taxi, or services like Uber and Lyft or anywhere near those prices. And believe me, I've done that. It doesn't come close. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Uh, good point. And, you know, huge public train systems like in New York City can be complicated at first. Many of the smaller systems like in Washington, D.C. and San Francisco and uh, Minneapolis, Chicago, they take very little time to get the hang of. Oh, for sure. For sure. Um, and, you know, what's true is that in my experience, New York subway is pretty manageable if you get online and map out where you're going ahead of time and are aware of your yeah, stops. you have to really figure um, it out ahead of time. For sure. And, and the other great thing about New York is that New Yorkers are very proud of their city. And again, in my experience, are willing to point you in the right direction if you ask. Yeah. So now, speaking of places like New York, I mean, let's not forget that many of the world's greatest and most visited museums are modestly priced as well. And some, like the Smithsonian System in Washington, D.C., are free. So many museums that do have an admission price usually have certain days that are discounted or even, um, like I said before, entirely free. Uh, while free admissions at museums isn't a factor you're likely to build a trip around, it is something to be aware of during the planning process. Well, for sure. And I think that uh, when I've been to, say, the Smithsonian or another museum that was free or very low cost, I'm always struck by how amazing it is to have that experience for such little money or, or little cost. I just like DC is a great place for that. Oh yes. And I'm right there with you on that one, Tony. I love history. I love uh, culture and arts. So museums are wonderful in that, in that nature. But I think you could also toss national and state parks into that same category too. Uh, I mean, while national parks like Yellowstone, for example, have an admission price that's usually vehicle and have hotels and lodges that are um, actually a little on the higher side, when you factor in the totality of your experience and the memories you're going to be making, it's fair to say your overall expense is pretty good nominal. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, I think, I think that's great. And during my own travels, I've occasionally taken advantage of package deals, uh, my wife and I. Does the article have any opinion as to whether that's a smart move, these package deals? Oh, it does, Tony. Um, in fact, 
and you, you mostly likely made a wise move with the package deal. It's, it's no secret that airlines and hotels will do just about anything they can to fill all their seats and rooms. Uh, advertised package deals will almost certainly include great prices on airplane tickets and hotel rooms, but that isn't where the perks end. You know, often package deals include things like meals, guided tours, and ground transportation. So not only can package deals potentially save you some cash, they can also make the planning process a little less stressful, Tony. Right. Yeah. And that's, that's what, that's what we want is, is to really relieve some of that stress. I think that's super important. And, you know, it's, uh, I really think that, uh, you know, we've learned a lot today. I'm already dreaming about visiting some of the world's greatest cities now. <laughs> well, I'm glad to hear that, Tony, but don't just focus on the world's greatest cities. Some of the most interesting places you can travel to are smaller towns and and cities. These smaller communities often have historical downtowns and main streets, craft breweries, art galleries, even small museums and outstanding restaurants that feature local ingredients and recipes. Um, And the best part, the hotels and, and, and other price tags in these communities are often considerably less than these big major cities. Wow. And that's so true. There's so much to see. So get out there, get traveling and do it all on a budget that is going to help maintain your financial strategy, right? Oh, for sure. I agree. I mean, but it's all about planning. Remember that planning is always the most important yep. thing, whether you're looking to retire or for planning for a trip, get into the details and that. So we touched on a lot of great ideas today. Um, let's just say if you would like to learn more about what we talked about, feel free to give us a call at 586-752-7008 or visit us on our website at www.kaizenfinancialgroup.com. And remember, it's our goal to help you prepare for the retirement you've worked so hard for. All right, and that does it for today's episode of Own Your Retirement with our host, Albert Lalonde. Thank you. Have a great week, everybody. Thank you for listening to Own Your Retirement. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Albert Lalonde at Kaizen Financial Group. Call 586-752-7008 or visit them online at kaizenfinancialgroup.com. Advisory services offered through Kaizen Wealth Management LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Michigan. Insurance products and services are offered through Kaizen Financial Group LLC, an affiliated company. Albert Lalonde and Kaizen Financial Group are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.